Hi, Sherry and Remy. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Finally, get a chance to actually spend some time with you. It's been a few months since we last talked, so uh, I thank you for your patience, and I appreciate you having on my uh, having you on my podcast today. So, um, yeah, introductions. Let's just start with with you guys and telling your story. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Sherry. I'm from Germany, and uh, we are currently in Crooked Creek, Alberta. And beside me is. <laughs> and I'm Remy. So I'm from France. And yeah, right now we're in, in Alberta and uh, working for our uh, sled dog business here. Wow, that's incredible. So yeah, tell me a little bit about the background and how you got into Wild Forest Adventures. And then we'll go into your actual business. So I love... I love the story that you told me. You know, I mean, my mouth dropped several times. <laughs> Just amazing. So, yeah, please, please start. How did you end up here in Canada? Um, I'm going to start because we both have kind of a crazy but different story. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm from Germany. And after high school, I wanted to travel Canada from west to east for a year. And I did work and traveling. While my second job, I ended up here with uh, Don Cousins, who runs Sled Dogs. He's a competitive mm -hmm. musher. And he's been doing that for like 40 years now, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, it just so worked out that Don and I, despite our day, uh, despite our age difference, became best friends because he's 70 now. <laughs> wow. And yeah, I spent, instead of keep going east, I just spent my whole year here with the sled dogs and I just fell in love with the lifestyle. And um, when I did have to go back home, I went back to university. And it just worked out that every time I had my spring break, it was racing season in Canada. So I kept coming back every year and helped Don race. Got to race a little bit myself. I took one of his sled dogs back home to Germany with me. And Really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> so you like hauled the dog back on the plane and oh, wow. Yeah. And actually, wow. um, his name is Forrest. He came back and forth to Canada with me like seven times. So he's a, a, world he's a very well traveler <laughs> yes. right on oh my gosh so when you were when you first arrived in Canada to travel how far did you get how much of Canada did you see before you actually stopped in Alberta I uh, landed in Vancouver I went to Vancouver Island and then my next stop was Alberta already <laughs> oh okay <laughs> that was really short. yeah but I did travel the east coast with my parents when I was eight so oh, nice. I do have some memories of that but I would definitely like to go back because I was just a kid and I think I would appreciate yeah. it even more now more <laughs> I agree wow that's great Holy but God. then to be fair um when we go racing with the dogs we travel we went all the way to Manitoba Saskatchewan to race and then we went up the Alaska highway to Alaska so I did get to see quite a bit of Canada. stuff yeah yeah <laughs> wow, that's so amazing. So you must be really well versed in 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 dog sledding, I guess. It's yeah. Wow, that's really amazing. <laughs> wow. So I guess Remy, your your story's up next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> that was a little different for me because yeah, I was so in 2018 I left France with one of my friend Max and my dog, and we both grabbed a backpack and decided to land take a plane from France to land in St. John's Newfoundland in the middle of winter. That was December 15th, you know. So, oh yeah, that was the crazy idea at the yeah. time. We, we were prepared for the cold, but not that prepared. Yep. So we experienced a lot. And our plan was to go across Canada by walking 
as far as we could, you know, our plan was to reach Toktoyaktuk to go up north to the Arctic Ocean. Wow. Yeah. So the wow. first winter, we bought a couple of snowshoes and we snowshoed all across Newfoundland, 900 kilometer. Uh, took us about two months. Then we took the ferry to Nova Scotia. Then we crossed Cape Breton. Then we went to New Brunswick and in New Brunswick, it's starting to melt. So we like left our snowshoes and started walking. So all New Brunswick arrived in Gaspésia, then went down the Saint Laurent in Quebec down to Niagara Falls, then wow. Owen Sound. So we were on the shore of the Huron Lake and it was summer, so it was super nice. Oh. So we decided to sell our snowshoes and buy a canoe. And we started oh, wow. paddling. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. So we paddled the shore of the Huron Lake from, yeah, from Owen Sound, Old Manitoulin Island to reach Salt Saint Marie. And then we kept going after that on the Superior Lake, so St. Mary to Thunder Bay. And then in Thunder Bay, well, winter reached again because Canada and the yeah. winter, it's kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, it's September was already cold. And wow. so we started biking. And so we biked across Manitoba to Winnipeg. And then it, when it snowed really hard, we sold our bicycles and bought cross-country skis. And we cross-country skied to Saskatchewan. And that's that's where my journey ended with with COVID. With my friend, we kind of got stuck because we couldn't cross provinces anymore. Yeah. So yeah, so we kind of got stopped in Saskatchewan, and so destiny wanted that we stopped at a musher place, and uh, and so we spent it like a winter with that person, and that's where I met Sherry. She was yeah. uh, she was there at the time for a winter to help somebody, so. We stopped in Saskatchewan and that's where we met. <laughs> and then after that, yeah, so she told she told me about Don and, and a sled dog. So that's how we kind of kept traveling a little bit and ended up in Alberta. <laughs> Finally, yeah. Wow. I want to ask you a question about when you were when you were doing this tour. Uh, did mm -hmm. you sleep in tents in the winter or how did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, we slept in tent all the time. So we had like pretty good sleeping bag. And uh, mm. we, we tried to get as good as equipment for sleeping at night as we could. So we had like yeah. minus 40 sleeping bag and everything. Oh, wow. I, nev I never felt in danger, you know, at any point yeah. because of the cold, you know. We were yeah. just walking during the day and planting the tent at night and sleeping yeah. and then walking again, you know, just meeting like crazy people and yeah. discovering so much, you know, the landscape, oh, the wow. wildlife, everything. It was just crazy kudos on you so uh, yeah so talking about danger did you encounter any wildlife <laughs> in your travels wildlife no you know we were so we were woken and we had and we had my dog mata was a pretty small dog but mm. good enough to make enough noise so we like saw a couple of moose from far away we met like bear cubs but never mm. never had like close encounter that we, where we would be scared i think the closest we had was a skunk roaming around oh. the tent at oh, night no. that's that's no fun <laughs> oh my gosh so here you are now you're both in alberta yeah. and yeah continue with that story together if you guys want to share yeah. yeah well what happened is we came back to alberta in 2020 we spent about three months here that was during covid right and then our visas ran out and we wanted to set things right so we had to go back to europe um 
Well, I was still finishing university, so we didn't really have a choice but to go to Germany. And Remy doesn't speak a word of German, so that was quite interesting for him. Like I always say, he had the same conversation. Well, because he picked up a little bit. So he had the same conversation with my grandma every time I had her on the phone, which is, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks. Good. <laughs> so they, that's what they do back and forth. Um, yeah, and we spend... About one, a year and a half. Yeah. And we didn't want to be there because we were stuck in a tiny apartment with our three dogs when we really wanted to be here in the oh, wild yeah. and open country. And yeah, mm -hmm. that was not, it was a little miserable at times. But, yeah. That was a yeah. rough year and a half, but really worth it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we set things right, got our working permit all in order and mm -hmm. came back to finally start living what's our dream now, you know? And it's, wow. Yeah. Yeah, really because like amazing. I said, um. So Don and I are really, really good friends and he's just an amazing person um, because he offered us to work for him. He used to own a boarding kennel that he closed down a few years ago. So mm -hmm. he reopened the boarding kennel and a lot of people over the years have asked him to do sled dog tours, but because Don likes going fast, <laughs> he never did. And so he, um, he got us to start doing tours for people with the dogs and yeah. That's how Wild First Adventures developed. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really amazing. So this, so when did you get started on Wild Force Adventures? Like when did it start actually running? Oh, launching? that was, we came back in September. And so we renovated all the boarding kennel and the facilities that we had around. So we basically started having people at Wild Forest Adventure for the boarding kennel in October, and we started touring in December. Last year. Yeah. Last year, yeah. Last year. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. wow. So yeah. you basically, when you got came back to Canada, it was still kind of in the pandemic. So you were just all, it was that time for you to get ready for, for actually yeah. operating the business. Wow, that's yeah. great. And how, how has it been so far? That, um, have you gotten a lot of, I'm assuming a lot of tourists from, especially uh, out of country. Yeah, we got quite a bit of tours. The boarding kennel took off a little slower than we hoped, but now it's really picking up. Um, and the tours, the sled dog tours, there's only one other competitor around here. Um, so he has a little bit of an advantage, obviously, because people know him already. But because Don is really well connected in the community, we got quite a few people just from that. Oh, um, yeah, and we did true. try to be present, you know, in like community events. We went to like a Santa parade with the dogs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. Wow, that's great. So, you know, let's talk about let's talk about your dogs. Um, yeah, you, you you mentioned there's a misconception, you know, the public has about how how the dogs are treated in your business. Can you expand on that? Yeah, um, I think I can, yeah, I can go, go ahead. ahead. So there is basically two things that we always tell people when they come here um that something that people um think about differently than we do yeah. and that's not even a negative thing here is um we we don't run siberian huskies we don't run dogs that look like you know balto or whatever you see on disney movies yeah um, because the original sled dog of canada is not a siberian husky uh, they're called Alaskan Huskies. And if you would see them on the street, you wouldn't think that it's a Husky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something that a lot of people are very surprised about. And the other thing is that Don um, doesn't run like the Iditarod or the Yukon Quest. We're not distance mushers. Uh, when we race, we race sprint races, which are a lot shorter, but also a lot faster because I like the speed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so our even our tour team still 
goes faster than uh, I did around team would go. Although we do slow them down so that people are comfortable. <laughs> so those are yeah. two things um, that people just don't know about and we like to educate about. Um, mm -hmm. Now to the more negative misconceptions are mm. what people have heard or read right. in certain sources um, about how sled dogs are treated in general. And now we can't speak for everybody because you know we know what we're doing, but for us, it's just important for people to realize that we do not force the dogs to run and everybody that has been here and seen us hook up a team of dogs would it's, never say something like that because yeah, you yeah. just kind of joy and excitement they show at the start. You yeah. can't, you know, you can't, you can't fake that. that. Yeah. It's really yeah. something to see. And I think that's usually the, the easiest way for people to realize that, that we don't force our dog to run. It's to actually see them running, see them, see the yeah. excitement at the start, you know, already when they're puppies, you know, right now we got a puppy who is like, not even like two months old, you know, and you oh. see the excitement when they see the other yeah. dogs running and that's, that's, that's all he wants to do is run, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's, that's really special. Well, and you, you both are dog owners. So uh, yeah. that's, that's obviously something important there because then that tells me that you obviously love dogs, right? Yeah. And, and well, a lot of, a lot of things like our dogs. So in the in the dog yard when don is there don also got some dogs so when the dog yard is full we got about 54 dogs all together so each and each and every one of them get a really mm -hmm. different personality you know they, mm -hmm. we don't see them as dog or as working yeah. tools anymore you know yeah. they all get they all get a name they all get their spot mm -hmm. they all greet you differently when you come yeah. in their circle they uh, there's just something special you know i wouldn't i wouldn't see myself hurting any of my dog if they don't want to run usually they end up in the house with us and right? they finish eating bacon and getting <laughs> fat that's just what it is you know they don't want to run they don't want to run yeah and they, they oh. just give us so much they're not like a bicycle that they put in the garage when you're done working with it like, yeah um yeah. we spend like hours out there every day feeding and cleaning and just cuddling with them they all know when we scoop poop, that's the time to socialize. So they all get really excited about that. Some of them will jump on their house and just snuggle right in. And yeah. yeah, they're all like, you know, they all have their own personality and they all get treated accordingly. And yeah. we love our dogs and that's why we yeah. would also never mistreat them. Yeah, for sure. Wow. And I'm just thinking, you know, it's good that they have that group because it not only it does it keep them social in that setting, but when they actually meet clients, they're yeah. able to be social with them too. So that's really fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And sled dogs really are amongst the most friendly dogs you'll ever meet. Like they're good with kids, they're good with <laughs> grannies, <laughs> anything in between. Yeah. They, yes. they see so much and they need to get used to so much when we go to races or when, yeah. like our trail, for example, goes along the road and it's the Highway 43. So there is oh. quite a bit of passing, you know, there's yeah. a lot of trucks and stuff like that. We can't yeah. have dogs get spooked or anything. So they're just, yeah. Yeah, because at the home. beginning of the season, the truckers started honking their horns when they saw it going on the highway. <laughs> so at the That's start, cute. the dogs were just so surprised. But yeah. now I think they kind of enjoy it even. They get used to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so special. So I, I noticed on your website too that not only do you, you know, you take care of the dogs really well, but uh, you have uh, an environmental aspect of your business. Can you please expand on that? Because um, 
uh, April is there's Earth Day month coming up or Earth Day actually coming up in April here this this month. So yeah, please yeah. expand on that. <laughs> yeah, sure. So well, for us, I think that's also an important part. So my former job when I was still in Europe, I was a hiking guide and my job was really to educate people and sensibilize them about protecting environment because well, at home, when I speak at home in Europe, we do have like really limited and restricted natural area. And when I arrive oh. here, it's very, like it's so wide and it's so big. And I really want to remind that to Canadians, you know, when they're coming here, just to show them how lucky, you know, they are yeah. of, to have so much preserved wilderness and wildlife and forest. So it's, oh. just, it's just a great tool being on the sled and taking people in those Alberta Northern Forest, you know, where everything is preserved, where it's mm -hmm. quiet, seeing wildlife is like, uh -huh. a, it's not a rare thing. You just go so quiet yeah. with the dog in the woods. It's yeah. just a great moment and easy to remind people first off how lucky they are and that there is mm -hmm. good way, you know, to preserve that and keep that going. Yes, I think I think that's very important. You know, this day and age with climate change. Wow, like kudos to you, you know, for that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty we're pretty lucky. We're using like a non motorized transportation in the winter. You know, yeah. dogs can carry you anywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to come up and visit you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then the other factor is that you know we coexist with all the animals out there. They don't bug us. We don't bug them very much. So. Mm -hmm. You know, Even now, when we go out in the summer, we got one dog, a Kangal, who specifically that breed is for protecting against bears, but it also protects the bears so that we don't have to engage with them. Yeah, in any know, ways, you yeah. know, we don't want to. We don't want to disturb what's already in place back there. We do see wolves in the winter. We do see moose, you know, but we we let everybody do their own business and they never bug mm -hmm. us. You know. Oh, that's so lovely! Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> wow so you know uh tell me more about the business now uh besides the dog like what else do you do what what else does wild forest avengers offer so we take people out for sled dog rides and that always includes you know educating about uh what exactly does we do how we feed how we take care of the dogs how you actually hook up because i think that's something that i love um i like getting people passionate about my passion and i just love running <laughs> dogs it's so much fun and I think more people should try it out because what people mm -hmm. don't realize is you don't need 50 dogs in your backyard to do it you can do it with yeah. two dogs and it doesn't have to be a husky either it can be any kind of dog because uh, oh, I didn't know that Europe, it's, it's yeah. getting pretty big that people take any kind of dog just one dog in front of the oh. bike or running with them um and because we don't have a lot of snow they'll like you know they'll do it all mm -hmm. year round on wheels wow. So mm -hmm. this is something that we're definitely want to expand on too. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we do take people out on the sled and we also offer for people to drive their own team. Um, so oh. you're not just a passive passenger, we actually get to experience how cool it is when you're in control. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. So, yeah. so um, oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I would say the, the, the part with the sled dog is pretty important. So during the summer, yeah, doing a little what we call bike joring, having the bike and the dog. In the winter, there is, so Sherry used to do quite a bit of ski joring. So you're on cross-country skis and you're pulled by dogs. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a completely different, but for people who like cross-country skiing, 
it's yeah. really fun and it's really interesting you can feel the power it's hard too i tried Remy oh, yeah, on it and he like <laughs> i don't know he he ditched it like seven times on the first mile and then the dog gave up on him. The dog was like, no. I, I can't turn corner with cross-country skis. That was kind of tricky for me. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, uh, you know, spring's here, summer's coming up. You know, what are your plans for Wild Forest Adventures? Well, so we're trying to keep the part of our boarding kennel uh, running. That's an important part that we try to offer that to most people like summer holidays are gonna come right now. There is Easter and everybody. So everybody who is taking on the road, they can drop their dog here and we get the boarding kennel for them. So it's a, oh, it's nice. a pretty cool feature yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of the business. And mm -hmm. what we try to stand there to is um, sort of an obedience aspect that people can bring their dogs we have two clients right now who have a little bit of trouble with their dogs and we can, mm. you know, help out with that. Not that we're trained obedience trainers of any sort, but we've both worked with dogs for so many years now. Mm -hmm. You just learn a lot by, you know, by serving a pack of 50 yeah. dogs. And yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's wow. a big thing. And then we're also working on, well, right now we applied for funding through Travel Alberta, actually. So we have to see if that goes through or not. But oh. if it does, then we'll be able to build a cart and actually um, offer summer tours for people who don't like the cold or yeah. maybe yeah. just want to see it in a little different light. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be awesome. I hope, I wish you luck on that. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. That's not everybody <laughs> want to spend two hours outside and stuff like that, which is completely yeah. understandable. So yeah, we're trying to develop that for this summer and mm -hmm. uh and now we're in the future future we had a couple of feedbacks from people who said that they would like to have like an overnight opportunity experience you know it's a great so, yeah. idea so that's yeah that's completely something that we're trying to work out for probably not next winter but the mm -hmm. winters to come yeah we'll be able to drive people with the sled in the wilderness have them spending the nights in the wood and driving them back the second day or three days later, you know, being able oh, to, yeah. That yeah. is, oh, those are all fantastic initiatives coming <laughs> up. Wow, that's very exciting. Ideas, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> good on you too. Well, thank you so much. But before we finish this session, I want to ask you to, you can answer separately or together, what matters to you? Well, I think we both agree that what's mattered to us and right now in our life, it's as simple as the dogs in general. Our dogs, they're, they're our family. They make us happy all the time. Like when you come home and you get one dog who is waiting for you, well, imagine that we get the same with 50 dogs who are waiting for us every day. Oh. And it's such a it's a well of joy, you know, every time they see us. And it's, I think that's what's matters for us right now. It's make our dogs as happy as we can because they are making us extremely happy all the time. There's a lot of love there, I can see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so special. Thank you so much, Yuri and Remy. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. That was a pleasure. <laughs>